All right, let's look at our Bibles, if we can, please, to uh, Psalm 77. Just take a few moments, just a quick devotional, and then I want to use our time tonight in prayer, especially. Do you have your Bibles there? Would you open them up and look, if you would, please, with me? I want you to see Psalm 77 together, if we can. And I'm just going to read it, talk through a few, a few things, and then we're going to go to prayer this evening. I'm looking forward to sharing this time with you. You can tell, you'll be able to tell right away that the psalmist is having some problems. <laughs> it's not a good day in the life of the psalmist. And for many of us, it's not a great day and a season for us. There's a lot of transitions, a lot of challenges that we're facing. And the psalmist had that, and he opens up with a prayer. Let's look at the prayer, can we please? I cried unto the Lord, unto God with my voice. By the way, that's a good way to cry, with your voice. And uh, if you can, pray out loud. Talk to the Lord and encourage you to do that. You know, it doesn't take a lot of knowledge or, or education to cry. Every baby can do it. We're a bunch of big babies anyways. So, well, Master, I'm not sure how to pray. You know how to cry? He, he got a little bit pressured here, and he cried unto God. Notice what happened. The Bible says, even the God with my voice, and he gave ear unto me. You cry unto the Lord, you never see God refusing a cry of his people. And uh, whenever they cry to him, he responds to them. Now, there are folks who sometimes reject wisdom, and if cries of hell, God can't respond to that. But his people, he'll do that. You see Bartimaeus crying out. When people cried to the Lord, God responded. Verse number two. In the day of my trouble, I sought the Lord. My sore ran in the night. That when his hand kept busy, his sore referencing his hand. And he ceased not. My soul refused to be comforted. He goes, boy, my trouble, I sought the Lord because I was, I was really low. I was in a bad way. And I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. I've talked to a few people recently and I believe that you are in that place too. Your spirit's overwhelmed. You're going through a difficult time and that's not unusual. Uh, the psalmist said, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that's higher than I. And that's true. We go through times, I've been overwhelmed, you've been overwhelmed. Homeschool mothers get overwhelmed, right? And uh, people who lose their job get overwhelmed. There's difficult things that take place in our hearts and life. He said, my spirit was overwhelmed. We're looking at verse number five now. Uh, excuse me, verse number four. Thou holdest mine eyes, walk waking. I am troubled that I cannot speak. He said, I'm so messed up, I, I can't even verbalize what I want to say. I've considered the days of old and the years of the ancient times. And then the verse 6 says, I call to remembrance my God in the night. I commune with mine own heart and my spirit made a diligent search. Verse 7, the Bible says, will the Lord cast off forever? These are the thoughts he has. He thought about God. Lord, will you, are, you gonna, are you going to let us go through this time forever? Will he be favorable no more? Will he not give favor again? Is his mercy clean gone forever? Doth his promise fall forever? Hath God forgotten to be gracious? Hath he in anger shut up his tender mercies? Selah. These are rhetorical questions, and the answer to all of them is no. <laughs> he hasn't forgotten us. He has not cast off his mercies forever. He has not chosen that he's not going to be favorable to us again. No, these are things that God's going to do. But look at verse 10. And I said, this is my infirmity. 
but I will remember the years of the right hand of the Most High God. I wanted to share with you a couple things to do during this time. And we see this is a prayer. He is calling out to the Lord. He cries out to the Lord in his trouble. But we find here also, there's several things you can do when you're going through a difficult time. Here's the outline. Number one, remember. Remember how good God has been to you. Remember when he used his right hand. Now, some of you are left-handed out there, and the left-handed ones seem to be a little more creative and sometimes more intelligent, I have to say. But, um, but the right hand was, is, a, is, a, is a hand of strength. You remember when God was strong for you, when he helped you in your difficult times, when he ministered to you, when you, you thought, I'm not going to make it, and God helped you. When you're in difficult times and you feel overwhelmed, and in your prayer time, Stop and remember what God has done. Remember his great works. And uh, you know, oftentimes people don't want to think about that. Some will say, well, you know, I've had it up to you. I don't think I can take any more. Just think about that. I heard the same guy say the same thing about two months ago. And he's still sitting in front of me saying the same thing. Listen, God is a God of history. And all through history, he has uh, written his story in the lives of his strengthening strengthening his people. And he strengthened you, he strengthened me. So when we're overwhelmed, remember what God brought you through. Remember how they didn't have money to pay and God answered the, answered the prayer. Remember how your, your baby was sick, you, still, you knelt by his bed, bedside, God helped them. He's helped us so many times. He's reconciled relationships that you just didn't think were gonna happen. Remember. Number two, the next thing he says is meditate. I will meditate. Would you look, if you would please, at verse 12? Now, verse 11 says, I will remember the works of the Lord. Remember his wonders of old. Verse 12 says, I will meditate also of all thy work. Dear friend, in difficult times, remember and think. Think about. Meditate. Meditate on what God may be doing. You know, we're so concerned about the, what the virus is doing. We're concerned about what everybody else is doing. And what's going on in Facebook and what's going on in the social media realm. But, you know, the truth of the matter is we got to meditate on what God is doing in this difficult time. He says, whenever you're overwhelmed, remember his works of old and meditate on his works presently. Think about what God is doing. So many times we, we think about how it affects us, how it affects you. But quite frankly, we've got to think about how, uh, what is God trying to accomplish in this day and time? I believe he's drawing people to himself. Got the most beautiful little voicemail today that came from a little lady. She says, I'm 80 years old. Someone gave me a gospel track. And she said, I, I take it and I put it in my Bible. Because I love the verses you put on there. Because I'm in chronic pain. And I'm so depressed. I'm alone. But someone brought me a gospel track to my door. And I'm so thankful. And I would love to, to let you know that I'm grateful. And I love these verses. I I didn't know about these verses. Romans 6.23. <laughs> uh, Romans 10.9 and 10. As I read these verses, I put it in my family Bible. And I want to remember this. You know, friend, that's an opportunity. God's doing a work. Uh, one of our young men uh, was working on Monday. As he was working with his colleague there at work, his, his colleague said, um, my friend got killed on Friday night. He said he passed away and got killed. And, and, and of course, our young man who grew up in our church here, went to our school and our college now, 
He said, well, do you know if he was saved? I said, well, I don't know if that, what that means. He said, how about if I share it with you? And they had a lunch break and had a break in work and was able to give him the gospel and he accepted Jesus Christ as a Savior. Another lady that was calling and uh, getting some trash picked up and the lady on the phone, they got into a conversation and they continued to talk and the lady began to share her fears and she said, well, do you know the Lord? She goes, no. And she went through the gospel of Christ and the lady answering the phone accepted Jesus as her Savior. And she said, this is an awesome, awesome, awesome day for me. And it is because the people, God is doing a work. And instead of complaining and griping, and being fearful, we should be faith-filled, remembering what God has done. You know, people have gone through situations like this a lot worse than we have. Millions have been through and are going through worse times right this moment than you and I will have to face in this entire trial. And we can look back and see what God has done to bring people through these times. Could you imagine Amram and Jochebed whenever the Pharaoh commanded all the children to be killed, and they could hear the cries of children being slaughtered at birth. And every time you hear a baby cry, soldiers coming to kill them. Could you imagine the fear that they had? And the fear down through the years of different situations where it got so bad that they were, they were selling a donkey's head and selling a bird dung just to eat. They were boiling one baby today and boiling someone else's baby tomorrow. That's happened in our world. We're not there. But God helped those people, and he can help you. We look, we look back. We remember his goodness. We remember his power, his strong arm. We remember what he's done. Number two, we meditate on what he's trying to do now. Where is he working? What is he doing? Friend, this is why prayer is so important. Prayer is not just a one-way street of me talking to God. It's when God also talks to me. He'll put some people in your mind. Listen, you're driving tomorrow or you're at home tomorrow and you just keep thinking about the person that you're thinking about. Hey, there's a reason for that. Go to prayer. If God gives you a thought-provoking uh, uh, remembrance of someone, pray for them. I've thought about the Sock family over in Poland, and I'm praying for them. I thought about uh, the, the, the uh, Yetzer family in Italy. And I'm praying for them. People that God brings to your heart, don't just let it go off, water off a duck's back. Take the opportunity to pray for them and meditate on what God is doing today. Then look at the third thing. Look at it, if you would please. And we're looking at verse 12 again. I will meditate on all thy work. And would you read the rest of it with me? Everyone read it. And talk of thy doings. Friend, if anything needs to happen during this time is that you and I need to talk about what God may be doing, what the Lord is doing. He, if he's bringing someone to Christ, remember we're supposed to value souls over substance. We're supposed to care more about people getting the gospel than we are caring about finances. Don't, don't spend your time talking about money, how you're going to take care of this and what you're going to do with that. Talk about what God may be doing. You hear about someone getting saved? Tell someone about that. Hey, you want to tell someone about your own salvation. But I say in this time, we need to ask the Lord, God, help me remember how strong you were and you have been in history and in my life. Help me to meditate on what you're doing. And then, Lord, help me. Help me to talk of all your doings. And, 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 and verbalize that 
Hey, when you go, don't get caught up in stuff that doesn't matter. Let's talk about what God is doing in the world. You ought to tell people, hey, listen, uh, you can watch our television broadcast on, uh, on FBC Hammonds. Give them a track. Show them. Go to their backslash TV or live. They can watch that. Encourage them to listen to the radio station, possibly. I was thinking about this little lady who's so depressed. I don't know if she knew about the radio station, but I, I had the people call her and tell her, this is how you can listen to that. There's some things that may be helpful to you on that. But talk about that. Talk about what God is doing to bring people to the Lord Jesus Christ. Talk about world evangelism. Talk about what God is doing and get, your, get, get our thoughts away from our own concerns, our own fears, and what God is doing. What he's done, what he's doing, and then verbalize what he's doing. Let's read the last two verses there. Verse number 13. It says, Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Who is so great a God as our God? That is something we talk to others about. We say, who's so great is our God? There is no one that can compare to the God of the Bible, the God that I love and that you love and that loves us. But then he says, verse 14, he directs his talk, not only to others about how great God is, but verse number 14, thou art God that dost wonders. Thou hast declared thy strength among the people. And he goes on to talk about, Thou hast with thine arm redeemed thy people. He reminds us what he did. He went right to God. In just a moment, we're going to go to prayer. But before I do that, dear friend, if you're watching tonight and you're not sure if you were to die that you have eternal life with God, you're not sure that you're saved, we love you. We had someone call last uh, Sunday, and as a result of that, they came to know Jesus as their Savior. We want to help you. All of us are just one beggar to another beggar where he found some food spiritually. One day, someone loved me enough to open up a Bible and show me from the Bible how I could have eternal life. That was the best day of my life. And now I know that I have eternal life. I'm not nervous about where I'm going to spend eternity. I deserve to go to hell because of my sin. But Jesus loved me and he loves you. And on the cross, he did all that was needed to be done so we could be saved. We must believe and receive Jesus. The Bible's very clear that we're all sinners. We all deserve death to be separated from God forever. The Bible's very clear that only through Jesus, his death, burial, and resurrection can we have eternal life. And we need to believe and trust him as our Savior. With the heart, man believeth, and with the mouth, confession is made unto salvation. If you're not sure you're saved, you may be seven years old. You might be 71. I do not know where you are. I don't know your background. But I do know this. God wants all men to be saved. That includes you. He's not willing that any boy or girl, mom or dad, would, uh, would perish. But they would come to repentance. That means a, a change. A change of mind. A change of direction. And say, you know what? I thought it was this, but I needed Jesus. Right from where you are, you can say to the Lord, I know I'm a sinner, God. I know I deserve hell, but I want to put my faith only in Jesus Christ for my salvation. I'd like to encourage you to call us. I think we can give you more detailed information. Or you can go online to the First Baptist Church website slash salvation. And I'll take a few moments there, I think 10 or 15 minutes, and explain to you in a recorded form how you can understand the gospel of Jesus. I hope you'll do that or direct others to do it if you know someone who needs to hear the gospel of Jesus. We love you. God loves you. And he wants you to be saved forever.
and I, we do too.